Tell you what, that sounds really good. I'm really impressed by how that sounds. So what's happened here is our playout <laughs> system is completely frozen and it's just doing whatever it wants, and I can't stop it from doing that. No, so what what that could mean is what we're going to do is have to talk for 59 minutes. It was, pre- it was pretty brilliant because that was just sort of like a remix of it. You know, you instead of having your name said three times, you had your name said about six or seven times. That's very good for my ego, admittedly. But, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But not too good for the actual show. So you're listening. No one can ever stroke your ego enough. Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, you're listening to May Contain Spoilers uh, on this week's show. We're going to be talking about Rush and Inner World. Uh, we'll also have some film news, some sofa cinema. Drew's got some crowdsourcing corner as well. And uh, if you've seen any of the films that we're talking about, or if you've seen anything that you want to tell us about that we're not talking about, then you can tweet at film spoilers or email may contain spoilers at hot1028.com so now we're actually into the show somewhat earlier than i expected how are both of you drew and jp i'm very well thank you very much after our little remix session yeah i'm very good good doing great because we're gonna have to talk for a long time (laughs) but that's good we've got plenty to say about the films luckily so uh, all right. of that's coming up on tonight's show. So shall we? Uh, shall we might as well get into talking about Rush, really, haven't we? Yes, uh, let's rush into it. Yes. Into so, it. of course, Rush is uh, directed by Ron Howard, and uh, it's the story of which, to be honest, I wasn't really that aware of beforehand. Uh, Nicky Lauda and James Hunt, two famous 1970s racing drivers, mm. had a big rivalry. Uh, not dissimilar to the rivalry that Senna and Alain Prost had in the sort of 80s and 90s, which I was aware of, and of course was kind of documented in Senna the documentary yeah. a couple of years ago which I rewatched recently and it's still fantastic and I think this had a big influence on Ron Howard when he made this film so well, I think even because I think one of the producers actually did Senna as well I believe so oh, okay. there is so there is actually a a, connect, a a a more physical connection there right so uh Rush stars Daniel Brühl, Chris Hemsworth, Olivia Wilde, and uh, is directed by Ron Howard. And the writer is Peter Morgan, who worked with Ron Howard on Frost Nixon as well. And of course, also kind of famously wrote The Queen, which is quite not a bad selection of things to have to Not bad to write no. The Queen, is it? No, no, of course. Uh, so the story of Rush is a recreation of the merciless 1970s rivalry between Formula One rivals James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Normally, I'd play a clip can't because we've got a playout system so we'll just get straight into the review what did you guys think of rush well firstly i was slightly disappointed because i thought i was going to go and see a film about an 80s prog rock band um but uh it's a di- that was a different rush so yeah. i mean there wasn't even any rush music in it no that which you know completely missed a chance there missed opportunity that was a missed opportunity that everyone could have enjoyed but no 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 rush in sight but no, I mean, I, I, I didn't think I would like it so much because all of the people that were giving it four and five star reviews, I thought were people who were already predisposed towards liking motorsport and remember in particular these two people and were alive when it happened and were very excited about seeing it recreated on, on screen. Um, so I thought, well... You know, if if those are all of the people that are liking it that much, am I going to like it? Considering that I have no introduction to Formula One other than my dad liking it, you know. And yeah, and, and did, did you? you? Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I was so shocked. I ate my words immediately afterwards because Ron Howard really knows how to put a film like this together. Just all of the aspects of this film 
were absolutely fantastic. I thought it did bring together all the best things that Ron Howard is, is kind of good at. So like it had all the sort of drama and it was very um, emotional, very sort of love hate do they don't they hate each other do they get on will they ever kind of make up it was it was the classic sort of uh, Ron Howard type of film and uh, it's been a while since he's made I think a, mm. a film of this type because he's sort of gone off the ball a little bit obviously he had the Da Vinci Code and yeah. the uh, the follow up to it which I forgot oh, the name um, of, which was Angels bad. and Demons Angels and Demons and yeah. uh, they were fairly bad and he did the comedy as well uh, oh, um, the, the dilemma. dilemma. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not been a great run of films for uh, for Ron Howard, but this definitely is a return. Well, financially, the, I'm sure the, financially the, great, but the the Da Vinci Code films were. Isn't he due to do the third one of those? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. He's to kind of a, an, an odd um, case, I think, uh, Ron Howard, because he, he's one of those directors where he's made quite a lot of you know high caliber. Um, Kind of drama films, of course. You know, he, he uh, I think he won the Oscar for the year that the, um, the, I forgot, completely forgotten the name, the Russell Crowe movie. A Beautiful Ways. Mind. That's it. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. you couldn't remember A Beautiful yeah. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember when I think we talked about the trailer for this when when the trailer was making the rounds, and it was it it kind of it did the the kind of odd thing that trailers can sometimes do with directors that maybe have made some big films but maybe not everyone has heard of the, heard of them yeah. in a way like and and they did and that, that was one of the things that kind of made me laugh with the trailer is that they they pointed out you know this is from the director of you know Apollo 13 and things beautiful and, and beautiful mind and stuff like that and and it, and and then it did come back as well saying from director Ron Howard so it's like they were trying to pump that name down you because only, you might not know it yeah the only thing about the trailer that's really bugged me and this is only something that bugs me and not anyone else is the fact that i have watched the trailer for that i think around 30 times now why um just because it's always on where i work um and when i have to go in and check the screens it's only ever the it only ever seems to be the trailer that's playing at that time so i have seen that and it's on anytime i go anywhere else and see a film they play the same one and it's just like i have seen that trailer so so many but times i, I remember now. the one thing that i did uh find from the trailer that was uh that kind of delivered in terms of me seeing the film as well is just the the look and the feel of the of the um the races themselves yeah the action the the action scenes of the actual mm. races and the overtaking and things like that yeah. are incredible and again slightly influenced by the real life footage from Senna with the onboard shaky cameras and things like that I, th- I think probably the the strongest aspect of those for me was actually the sound as well because yeah. I managed to see it in like a pretty big auditorium big screen and big sound system and stuff and I think that that aspect of it is probably the 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 real punch that gives you the kind of emotional drive of what's mm. happening. And that's mm. another thing because people have come out from this when I've been working and said a couple of them have said to me, you know, albeit, you know, fairly elderly, but I'm not going to distinguish between that at all. They just say, "Oh, crikey, it's a bit loud, isn't it?" 
And I said, have you ever been to Goodwood? I mean, do, do you know what this sport is? It's gigantic engines on plastic frames that make a lot of noise. That's the film you've just come to see. It does sound like a very understanding em- employee. I don't know. He's sort of throwing these, uh, these un- sort of... I'm insults just, at people I'm just like I'm, I just think people should research this kind of thing it's like you know they go it's, that's like going to see a, a documentary about bombs and going god there's a lot of explosions in that isn't it don't <laughs> go to uh, Jerusalem cinema unless you've done your homework and now a big, big <laughs> because part, you will have insults hurled yeah, at you he will pull you up on it <laughs> Uh, a big part of the film is the performances of Chris Hemsworth as James Hunt and Daniel Brühl as Nicky Lauder. Um, yeah. I think, obviously, most people know Chris Hemsworth as the the guy who played Thor. Daniel Brühl probably less known, less well known. Uh, it was in Inglorious B, the uh, Bar the Quint- Yes, well done. Uh, the <laughs> Quentin Tarantino film. Let's hear a clip of them uh, playing these uh, these real life characters. No, I knew that nope. wasn't going to happen. It was worth a try, though. I almost <laughs> we, made it sound like it was going to happen. We were, gonna, on, the right? we're, we're, we're on the edge of our seats over here. Yeah. We were on the edge of our seats over here, Steve. Like, what's so, Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl, uh, what did you think of their performances? I personally was very, very impressed by Chris Hemsworth, but particularly impressed with Daniel Brühl, who I knew essentially nothing about, and he seemed yeah. to completely embody the character of Nicky Lauder. Yeah, I think he he's he's shaping up to be quite a promising actor as well because I believe he's he's in the upcoming um uh WikiLeaks movie with uh with old Eggs Benedict. The yeah. uh, the Fifth Estate. Yeah, that's it. Ones. And so, so so he's probably going to be the talk of the town for at least you know now ish yeah. and, uh, and he I does, think he does look like in this he's had some prosthetics though. In, well, a, in a way do you mean after a certain uh, uh, particularly uh, tragic well no accident? not not after that no 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 no. well obviously yes but there's something about his sort of facial makeup almost like they've done something to him but I'm not quite sure what that is just sort of tipping it over the edge to make him look exactly like Nicky Lauda because Possibly. when you see there's you know, this isn't a spoiler. You know, um, there's footage at the end of the film, which is real, r- real world footage. Yeah, there's the intercut of the real people. Yeah, footage and, stuff. And it's like, wow, they really did do a good job of getting them to look like them. So it's like it might have been, or it might, have, yeah, it might have yeah. just been, you know, kind of good, good casting on on the terms of them kind of looking like them in a way anyway but i think they yeah they are they are very good performers and they do work off of each other and i think that obviously there is a lot of talk about them being this kind of famous rivalry between them but i i did like the fact that towards the end it, they they kind of discouraged the the fact that it was a rivalry it was more or it, it was more of just kind of a welcomed uh you know, battle between them that they, you know, they wanted it was to, almost to, like to be each, to be at each other. Kind it of was thing. almost like they were trying to make each other better. Yeah. You know, except only one of them kind of really knew it. It was the know? classic um, kind of story uh, conceit of "I need you to exist," isn't it? In yeah. order for yeah. me to be successful, I need you. I need everyone needs an enemy, isn't it? That's what they essentially yeah. say. A little bit, a little bit like that. And uh, I, I was completely, uh, completely won over by the film, and I had my sort of doubts about it from the trailer. Really, I wasn't too sure that it wasn't just going to be an Americanized version of Senna. And I thought, having already 
we've already got Senna. Why do we need an Americanized version of it? But Ron Howard managed to walk the line between things that people who care about cars care about and things that people that know nothing about Formula One care about and brought it together quite well. You've got a little bit of the 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 classic when you're seeing footage of them racing, having commentators explain what's going on, which doesn't yeah. happen in the real world, but no. you do get But that's that's part of filmmaking. You have to accept yeah. that. But I, I can live with that. I, th- I think it's more interesting in terms of it being, you know, during essentially what's kind of like an action scene rather than it being, I mean, what we've kind of talked about in kind of biopics and things recently yeah. where you know you always have that dreadful moment of someone saying you know the famous thing that they're known for or you know this i never really got the sense with that with this movie partially because i probably don't really know too much about the real story anyway but at no point did i feel mm. oh this is the moment where you know a, a famous um dispute happened or anything i didn't feel like there was any point where this was being well, staged as I mean, the the famous moment other than and it's not really a spoiler to say because it's in the trailer and it's talked about at the start and it is a, a major point of the film but you know nikki lauda's uh crash yes. on the racetrack i would say that that would be um, one of those moments, but I think it's more uh, exciting, though, isn't it? It's yeah. because it's because it's it's not just some kind of boring ex like you know. Well, no, a, exactly. It's not a, like exposition. a big speech or yeah. anything. But at the same time, I also think that's one of the best parts of the movie, and it's purely because at that point, Ron Howard manages to show his incredible attention to detail on everything, and the way you notice it is because. You see this crash happen from all of these different angles and they capture it and it's really impressive how it looks and, you know, everything ha- everything's happening. Sort of, It's slowed right down and you see it from his perspective and everything like that. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's really well shot. But the impressive bit comes a couple of minutes later when someone's watching coverage of it on the news and it's the actual coverage from that day and it is exactly the same as what you've just seen yeah it's pretty seamless kind of integration so it's almost like he has studied these tapes as many of these tapes as he can get from all angles and just perfectly recreated it you know timing everything like that i mean obviously it's easier to do when you know you have an editing suite and you can do that kind of stuff and you can get the timings right but at the same time it does take a lot of effort to sort of get the placement of everything done, especially when you're dealing with big machines. My, know, my kind of uh, my problem with it, a, a slight amount, was that Ron Howard has this this way that he likes to get a little bit carried away with being or, or having a lack of subtlety. So like you get lots of um, moments that I don't believe happened in real life, but are there just to kind of push the story along. So you get him sort of. Uh, Nicky Lauda's character looking from one side of the track towards James Hunt's character and them giving a thumbs up to each other and a big speech, particularly in the speech towards the end at an airport. I don't believe that really happened, where it kind of spells out exactly what's going on as if you didn't know. And it's that, that it lacks subtlety a little bit. Yeah, but, that did yeah. have a little bit of a kind of movie ending, but it, I, I, I felt it was kind of a nice kind of wrap-up, I thought. Yeah. It didn't feel too kind of cheesy or annoying I I agree that I felt that bit was a little bit on the nose but because it was sort of right at the end 
Hmm. I was like, well, you know, you can almost kind of forgive that just because it's like it's it's right at the end and it's sort of sandwiching the whole film. It's together. kind of like a nice kind of wrap up and downtime moment after you've had you know twenty uh, odd minutes or so of this of this final yeah. race. Yeah. Okay. Let's give scores uh, out of five for Rush. Drew, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I think I will if that's all right. I'm going to give it uh, four and a half. Um, it was very nearly five, but you know, five for me has to be something that's kind of completely perfect from from start to end for me. But I mean, it was very nearly five, and I think if I were to watch it again and sort of know, you know, all of the bits that are coming up, that like, oh, I really want to see the detail in this bit. I think I'd enjoy it that extra little bit to give it a five but other than that 4.5 is absolutely great i like the mixture of emotion that you feel at some points with the sort of there's a couple of comedy almost moments but not comedy but light-heartedness mm. and it's like ron howard's really managed to get a, a mix of light and shade together in this film so it's sort of like breaking up the action with this emotion and this lightheartedness, and it's it's really really great mix of all of them, and his attention to detail as well. Okay, uh, JP, I'm going to go with a three and a half. Uh, I, I mean, I, I did really like it. I think the the thing I probably liked most about it were the races and the reconstruction and and just the visual and the the sound of these races and how you know you you look at these races and you you kind of I mean even though as, as little as I know about racing in general you just you can compare that with how you'd imagine stuff being done now and it did all this stuff that was done in the 70s it just seemed you know totally crazy and mad that they were doing you know these races in really dangerous conditions and you know all the stuff with um the Nürburgring being like this really dangerous cornered uh arena and that 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 is the really kind of on the edge of your seat moments that I really enjoyed. So three and a half from me. Okay, so it was four and a half from Drew, three and a half from JP. I'm going to give it four, which is helpfully uh, right in the middle of the two. And I uh, I absolutely thought it was fantastic. Had slight problems at times with how uh, its lack of subtlety, but I think it does a great job of working for people who don't care about Formula One and people who have no interest in the story or know nothing yeah. about it. And despite knowing some things about Formula One, I didn't know how it ended up. And it does kind of sweep you along. So I think it was brilliant, fantastic performances by Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brawl. A little anecdote, actually, because you were just saying you didn't know how it ended, and, yep. but it obviously applies, still works for people that um, do know. I actually took my mum to see this. True story. Halfway through the race at the end, she turns to me and goes, do you want to know what happens? Do you want to know how it ends? I said, I go, no. Why, why would... <laughs> Why would I want to know that? I know that you know, because you've already told me that you were there when this happened. I don't want to know. No. But so there you go. Drew almost had it ruined for him by his I mom. did, exactly. I just uh, I just wanted to know if anyone else sort of had, had a similar experience with pe- people, they, with were taking to, people <laughs> they were taking to see it. Sort okay. of going, oh, I, I know how this ends. So there you go. At Film Spoilers is a place to tell us that. Or at, uh, make it say spoilers at top1028.com. Now, we'll hopefully play some music and we'll be back afterwards with some sofa cinema and probably hopefully a review of inner world steve lanham make and take spoilers
You're listening to Make a Tame Spoilers. My name is Steve Lanham and with me are Drew Bridget and JP Stockwell. Earlier in the show, we reviewed Rush and gave it positive reviews. Uh, 3.5 from JP, 4 from me and 4.5 from Drew. If you've seen it, at Film Spoilers is a place to tell us about it. Or if you want to give us a longer review, Make a Tame Spoilers at top1028.com. You can do that of anything you've seen this week or anything you want to tell us about that you think we might be interested in, basically. That's the way to get in touch with us. So, still got a lot of things to get through on the show. We've got a bit of film news. We've also got Sofa Cinema still. We've got the crowd surf. Uh, crowd, I say crowd, crowd surfing. Crowdsourcing crowd corner. In fact, let's just do Sofa Cinema now. Drew, this week you've picked, you picked three films that you can watch on Freeview over the next six days. What have you chosen for us? Um, I know we normally try and go for a little bit of a link. Unfortunately, the only link this week is that they're all on Film 4 and they're all really early in the morning. That's pretty much <laughs> our link every week, to be honest. But <laughs> they're all we, we either don't have early. one or it's that they're all on Film 4. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. Um, so anyway, these are all on film four so if you just set to record all of film four you'll catch them um the first one is monday the 23rd and this is at 1 a.m so you know nice and nice and early in the morning then uh it's a film called franklin um not many people know about this one it's a very kind of strange one it sort of takes place in between two separate worlds and the events of one are sort of affecting the events in another and sort of one's very sort of dystopian um past oriented the other one's sort of slightly more modern uh it's very very strange film but it is worth a watch because i really want to see this um I believe I have seen this, actually. Purely for uh, Sam Riley and the mask that he wears when he's a hired hitman, I think. It kind of... It looks a little bit like a horror film, but it's not. It's just very strange. Um, Tuesday the 24th. This one's at 7.10pm, so much more reasonable hour. Airplane 2, the sequel. Interesting. Interesting. Are you a fan uh, of the sequel? I I am. I obviously, you know, nothing's really going to top Airplane the first one, but as far as sequels go, this one does have a lot of brilliant jokes in it still. Um I think it's just it's the whole humor behind that series and the Naked Gun. It just something about it is a little bit timeless. Yeah, it's it's a hard act to follow obviously of Airplane being such a such a classic, but it it doesn't quite live up to the original, but it's still quite funny. I think I've only really seen it a couple of times, but it's it's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's the whole idea of it just being on a space shuttle is a little bit brilliant. Maybe but, we could yeah. bring it back. You know, that's commercial space flight is is the way of the future. Yeah, exactly. Maybe now's the time to make it again. Exactly. You know, it'd be airplane to the sequel again. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and then lastly is. Um, Thursday the 26th and I know this is this is cheating a little bit because technically it's next week after next show but do you know what it was just it was such slim pickings this week it really was I can let it slide this one kind of still counts a little bit because it's it's not clashing with absolutely anything it's um it's actually uh, 1.40 a.m. in the morning of Thursday, so right. it is still before. You've got seven know. days to prepare yourself. For exactly. Uh, it's The Wrestler. 
with oh, Mickey Rourke and I really really liked this film other people didn't seem to agree with me for some reason well, I, don't know um, who, I don't know who didn't agree with you so. lots of people I work with didn't agree with oh. me I said he should have I said it, it really should have been um, best well, the elderly people you were shouting at Drew it was the elderly people I shouted first you come and complain he's a wrestler that's the point he's, he's meant to have a face like that um, that's why they picked him um, <laughs> um, yeah I thought he should have been uh, gotten awards for his he was nominated wasn't he But he uh, was nominated he lost out to uh, Sean Penn in Harvey Milk maybe I, th- yeah, I thought it was um, yeah, Jeff th- Bridges that year for the yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah that heart, one wasn't it? Crazy Heart speculating wildly about who won Oscars yeah. you're listening to Make and Take Spoilers <laughs> uh, so but, the, uh, yeah. the Wrestler was your final choice for this week's Sofa, Sofa Cinema. Cinema so it was Franklin The Wrestler and Airplane 2 the sequel they were Drew's choices for this week's Sofa Cinema he would tweet them during the week at Film Spoilers you can see a link to them uh, before well not a link just a warning that they're going to be on basically although I'm going to make you stay up until 1.45 in the morning to do it I'll, I'll tweet live tweets I'll, I'll tweet you a couple of hours before so you can set your uh, generic TV recording devices so you can go it. to bed I know the yes. draw I know the score anyway that was uh, this week's Sofa Cinema from Drew let's talk about a film this week uh, that JP you saw I wanted to see but couldn't see it anywhere it's a film called Inner World uh, written and directed and stars the very talented Lake Bell and the story is an underachieving voice coach finds herself competing in the movie trailer voiceover profession against her arrogant father and his protege and the truth of the matter is it probably wouldn't help you anyway because let's face it the industry does not crave a female sound. Yeah, Dad, you may be painfully aware of that my whole Look, life. Not being sexist, to... that's just the truth. Okay. And this whole voice-cracking problem you've grown into isn't doing any favors either. But here's what I'm trying to say, sweetheart, okay? You should stick with the accents. I mean, that's your thing. That's what you're good at. What was that great, that Russian Star Wars thing you used to do as a kid? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. But, Dad, can we... Can no, no, we... what was it? It was... I... Don't make me do it Come right on. Now. I don't want to do it right now. Please, let me hear it. <sighs> These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I just love that. It's so random. So, Inner World stars Lake Bell, Rob Corddry, Alexander Holden, Eva Longoria, Camerino, Dimitri Martin, Nick Offerman, and also Jeff Garlin, who I believe is from Kobe Enthusiasm, if I haven't got my Jeffs confused. No, he is the one from Kobe Enthusiasm. Uh, I'm not sure of anything tonight. Uh, JP, what did you think of Inner World? Well, I have to say right off the bat, I really enjoyed this movie. I think um, it's it's probably up there in terms of comedies of the year for me. In fact, it might even be my favourite comedy of this year. I'm extremely jealous now you've said that. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not necessarily joke wise it's just the 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 sense of kind of um awkward social you know uh comedy that that was the the thing that really kind of really had me rolling in the aisles <laughs> i can imagine i can only yeah. imagine yeah um well i mean I, it's odd because i probably had enough space to do it because oddly enough i was probably the only person that was in the the auditorium to see this well that's the strange is, thing about it isn't it it seems to have been really uh really successful really highly decorated at the sort of uh film festivals and uh kind of indie awards and we couldn't find showings of it anywhere other than probably the one showing that you went to, I think. Yeah, and well, I mean, it's been showing f- fairly fairly decently at the, the the Empire, but it's just it just doesn't seem to have 
maybe reach the general audience's awareness. No, and for a film that's an indie comedy that's well received, a lot of them do sort of find their way to the to the multiplexes and to the sort of art house cinemas too. But this just doesn't. I don't know if it's because it's come out at a time when there's Rush and Diana and various other sort of blockbusters possibly yeah but it's kind of a shame because I, uh, uh, yeah I really did enjoy it I thought that the whole um, idea of it being set within this kind of niche uh, corner of en- entertainment that being kind of voiceover artists for trailers and stuff um, it, do- it it is quite just an interesting little conceit and essentially the story is that um, Lake Bell's character uh, she, she is a voice coach, um, but she's trying to get into the the voiceover business, but is kind of struggling because of kind of the uh, overshadowing of her father, uh, her father's character in this in this movie, kind of being one of those Don LaFontaine types who for those of you who don't know he essentially is the like guy that <laughs> he he is the guy that essentially came up with that idea of the inner world he he was that guy Isn't with it, the voice uh, uh, the other guy the famous one is red pepper i think yeah it's something Possibly, like that yeah, you don't forget I, a name like that that's the no, only that, I, that is but I, I, I know don lafont because there there is this whole opening sequence where it's got like you know archival footage of and it's essentially kind of uh, is it play, is it the real guy who who is that is like is that a real person? Yeah, Don LaFontaine essentially did come come up with the inner world right. and uh, whole voice and he he is probably one of the most famous voiceover trailer so in guys. in 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 a world. Yeah. In in a world. Within the in film. World. Within the film yeah. in a world. Yes. Within a world. Yeah. Is the person who says in a world in the old trailers in it? Yes, but it's it's kind of it's kind of um, you know a, a, a loving kind of affectionate love letter to him because Don LaFontaine is actually now sadly not with us. Right, he's not. He's so at the beginning he's it's gone kind of, from being someone I knew nothing about to now me mourning his death in the space of about thirty <laughs> seconds. Oh, but I mean, he will be missed. Yeah, but I mean he. Um, Uh, the the opening scene kind of does this um, kind of tribute to him and then some other people uh, the characters that are within this film that that, you know that seem like they're real people talking about you know the influence of him but it just so happens that he was a real guy as well and then the story kind of goes on is that uh, Lake Bell's character is you know wanting to try and get into this business and um trying to secure a voiceover for a trailer for a new um kind of teen series that that's aptly called the um the amazon games so you can see where the uh oh, right. the the kind of dig is there yeah. but uh, and but i mean it's uh but yeah it's just it's really funny that the, the I, th- I think lake bell is like really talented and, and really funny and she's got you know um a lot of good things heading for her, I think. Big things to come from Big Lake Bell. You heard it from JP Stockwell. Yeah. Uh, let's well, give I hope so. What, well, that's, that's one to watch. One to watch, yeah. earmarked. Uh, you, uh, I, was, I was completely thrown by Inner World again then. Uh, give Inner World uh, a score out of five, JP. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow, oh. so... yeah. A very uh, a very high score. It may, it may even go up on a, on a rewatch, I think. Just, just initially, you know, I was taking in just... All of all of the stuff and uh, the 
a, a rewatch, I, I may have be more, co- more comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, you can pick up some stuff. Uh, with Definitely probably comedy of the year for me so far. Well, so there you go. Wow. In a world, 4.5 from JP Stockwell. If you have managed to see it, tell us what you thought of it. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. Now, still to come in the show, we are going to talk about a little bit of film news, including, surprise, surprise, some Expendables 3 casting news, because we haven't had any of that recently. No. Uh, and also, and actually, it's something I actually quite care about. And uh, also, Drew, you've got some crowdsourcing corner for us. I do. Can you tease that in about five seconds? Web series. Web series. I like it. That's a great tease. So all yeah. of that's still to come in May Contain Spoilers. But until then, here's Haircut 100 and Love Plus One, taken from the soundtrack to Inner World. Haircut 100 and Love Plus One taken from the soundtrack to uh, Inner World, which JP was a huge fan of and uh, is in cinemas somewhere, if you can track it down. It's still on at the Empire in Bournemouth, isn't it, you think? So? Uh, yes, it, it is, at least until the end of the week. So so if you get a chance, definitely track it down on JP's recommendation. This week, Drew, you have some crowdsourcing corner for us. What is it that you have found that has taken a, uh, a fancy to? Well, this one's a very interesting one, actually, and it's one that we I nearly did a couple of weeks ago, um, but for whatever reason, I don't think we managed to fit it in, and I think it was the week that um, Bat News came out, Batfleck News came out. Big news. Big news that week. So it's understandable that we didn't talk about it. Um, This is a really interesting one, actually, and I'm actually thinking about pledging for this one, because, um, and you'll see why. This is called Talents, a web series. Right. And this is... um, sort of it's going to be a series of short films put up on their website or on YouTube or anything like that professionally done all like really interesting stuff and it's employees of a dying art house cinema live out surreal film fueled fantasies in modern LA okay and it's just sort of all about these employees of a cinema that bond over their love of film and they sort of reenact subtly reenact their favourite movie scenes. True. what, as an employee of an art house cinema, what is it that appeals well, to you I'm about this Well, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, perhaps these long, cold, lonely nights of clearing up after people. I'm very available. I have a lot of time to think and, <laughs> you know, fantasise of being in a film, living... Out. Anyway. So, uh, uh, <laughs> how much money are they trying to raise? How close to it are they? Well, that's the interesting thing about this, actually. They are trying to raise uh, $20,000. Okay. They've got 13 days left, and it is 105% funded, which means that Done. this is definitely going to happen. So, if people pledge now, within the 13 days, not only will they definitely get the reward of which they've pledged for, it also means there will be stretch goals now as well, which is fantastic. So if there's something you want to get in on, it's definitely going to happen. So stretch goals are things that they would love to do if they had more money, but isn't part of their original plan. If It's kind of the bare basics, the original yes, sort of target, exactly. isn't it? And then if and when we get more, we'd like to do this, but we can still make it happen without that. So that's a good thing to pledge towards. What was it called again? It's called Talents, a web series. I can't remember who it's by. But Is there a you... colon in there? 
Uh, there is a colon, yes. Yeah. Talents colon a web series. If you type that into Kickstarter, it'll come up. You can watch the trailer, pledge whatever you like, because it's definitely going to happen now, and I can't wait to see it. Andrew will tweet a link to that as well after the show. Now, uh, film news this week, a couple of big stories. The first one being that Joss Whedon was kind of dropped into Thor The Dark World to rewrite a couple of scenes. Not much to say about it other than that, that happened, basically. It's and a bit late into the game ne- now. It's coming out in, like, just over a month. It's never a good sign, is it? That's, But, I mean, if anyone's going to do it it might as well be Joss it's, Whedon it's, yeah so. it's, it's it's not a good sign but then maybe it is because yeah. at least he's touched up some scenes exactly and it's the whole Damon Lindelof thing isn't it that people just assume that him being dropped into World War Z Z made yeah. it a bad thing but actually it probably made it better so that was the first part of film news second one JP quickly you had some uh, Expendables 3 casting news well uh, you kind of t- more turned me on to this than you anything else you should just else. say that you <laughs> have <laughs> oh, yeah. no 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 it was totally my idea it's totally my idea yep. um, uh, stop ruining the illusion <laughs> but, uh, peeking behind the curtain this was the news that Kelsey Grammer has been uh, added to the cast uh, replacing you know our one of our favourites favourites actors of the show at least well, I think uh, Kelsey yeah well Kelsey Grammer falls into that category as well so if yeah. you're going to replace Nick Cage of anything it might as well be with uh, Kelsey Grammer so this is a character who Nicolas Cage wasn't cast to play but was kind of earmarked for strong rumours that he was going to be involved it's someone who kind of helps them on their adventure sort of like the character played by Chuck Norris I think in the last one hopefully a bit bigger though but it seems they've cast Kelsey Grammer a lot of people were surprised they forget this guy Sideshow Bob Exactly, you know, biggest do, action hero. I don't think he's ever. a bad guy, but you know that's that's pretty action. And he could be an he could be a bad guy just with his voice. Exactly, it's, it's, it's quite interesting as well because Kelsey Graham is also going to be in the 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 next Transformers movie as well. Unlikely so, action hero. Yeah, Kelsey so it's Grammer. like so now so now they're, they're just trying to get any anyone uh, anyone who's famous movies that's famous but is kind of of maybe an older. Persuasion. I think yeah. I think that up until now, Kelsey Grammer's biggest action hit was being Beast in X Men yeah, Three. Very true. So yeah. I mean, you Which know, I thought was actually quite good. He, no, I mean, he was quite he good. He was good. Yeah, that, I, yeah. That reminds me of a fact I found out this week, which is of no real kind of use, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go for it. Sylvester Stallone has the same IQ as uh, Stephen Hawking. Wow. I thought you were going to finish that with, like, a strip of bacon. Well, no. (laughs) The complete opposite. No, he's a very smart guy. And, yeah, obviously, of course, wrote Rocky as well, which people kind of forget. They think he was just the main guy. No. He wrote it as well, talent and the guy. Anyway, that was of no use to do anything, really, but there you go. Uh, Steve's fact of the week. If I had one like that every week, I would do that. But anyway, uh, JP, what is out uh, on DVD and Blu-ray next week? Well... Seeing as you mentioned Stephen Hawking there... I thought you were going to say you haven't told me or something like that. (laughs) Seeing as you mentioned Stephen Hawking, there is a new Hawking documentary that did get a a limited cinema release with one of those live Q&A satellite link-ups, but it's Uh, coming straight out on Blu-ray as well. So, uh, And it's just called simply Hawking. Uh, That's out on Blu-ray. There's also um, Populaire which is a French movie, <laughs> sounds as much. Um, there is also, uh, for TV fans, you've uh, got Arrow, season one. Oh, that was a good series. Uh, you also have... Um, I was like Lost meets Batman. <laughs> you also have uh, Homeland, season two. Uh, but the other movies are... Uh, one of the big ones is Byzantium, which is the Neil Marshall 
New or is it Jordan? Jordan? I thought it was New Jordan. Yeah, sorry, now it's I'm New Jordan, sure. isn't it? Yeah. I haven't got time to check. We'll go with that. Director Neil. Let's just refer to Directed by Neil. <laughs> stars uh, Saoirse Ronan or the yes, other one? Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and Gemma Arterton. Well done. The vampire movie. But they're not referred to as vampires. They're called succulents, apparently. Uh, and there's also uh, Stories We Tell, which is the uh, documentary by... Um, Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly, yeah. Who wrote Take This Waltz, which I'm really interested to see. And directed Take This Waltz yes. as well. Well, yeah. well, on a week where we were talking about Lake Bell and writing, directing, and starring, of course, Sarah Polly is another one, another female writer, director, actor who's hugely talented as well. And it, it, that was a film which was very difficult to find a show in of too. So, stories. So we get tell, out and watch them, people. Yeah, yeah, definitely track that one down on DVD and Blu-ray. What is out in cinemas next week? Well, I think we're all looking forward to Diana. Yes. We're going to have to wrap it up. Sigh. They're giving us the wind up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out. Yeah. Well. I'm not going to see that. So, uh, what else is in cinemas other than Diana? Uh, Just because I don't care. That's why, anyway. I don't want to justify myself. I found it funny that someone said, I hope uh, Harry and William go and see this film. Why? Why would they go and see this? I don't know. Anyway, what else? We're running out of time. We also have The Call, uh, starring Halle Berry. Yep. Uh, And there's also R.I.P.D., which we will have a review on of next week for the simple reason that it's been a bit of a flop and they've kind of tried to hide it away at the end of the summer. So I think yeah. it's for that reason alone, it's definitely worth seeing. That's the Jeff Bridges, Ryan name, Reynolds. Name and shame it. Apparently it's men in black almost, yeah, essentially men in black. So uh, yeah. that would be interesting to see if, if it's actually worth watching. But we'll have a review of RIPD on next week's show. But until then, if you missed anything on this show or you want to hear any of our previous shows, then you can go to Make a Team Spoilers podcast on a search engine and find our podcast there at Film Spoilers during the week. Email us Make Contain Spoilers at hot1028.com. We've got a Facebook page and everything. But until next week, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And in a world. 